There's a great quote in the Dark Knight film, the Batman film, where the Joker says, why so serious? And ever since I first watched that film, it's always remained with me. Why are we so serious? Why historically, when I used to pick up my podcast and speak into the microphone, did I used to put on this serious voice? Why was I so serious? And I think a lot of us buy into the idea and the ideal that we have to portray our lives to be a certain way. We have to be professional at what we do. Because if we don't, then we'll come across badly and people won't buy into us and they won't like us as much. So we have to dress a certain way, be a certain way and act a certain way and be very, very serious. So that quote, why so serious, has always stuck with me. And as the years roll by, and I've hosted more and more of my dating confidence courses, over the years, you tend to have clients coming back to you in in the future. They've been in a relationship for quite so many years, and they come back to you, or they just send you an email and say, Um, you know, I'm happily married. I've got kids. I just wanted to say, you know, thank you very much. And you hear what happens further down the line. Now, the reason I'm mentioning this is because I decided to follow up with my clients, a vast majority of them from many years ago when I first started coaching, before I became too serious about what I did. And the feedback I received was almost identical from all of them. They said it wasn't necessarily so much what I was coaching or how I was going about my coaching. It was just the fact that I was relaxed and I was having fun with my clients at that time. Now, notoriously, as you become more successful in your career, you feel like you should become more professional. You feel like you need to fit into that mold more. And what happens is that you tend to go away from what it was that made you unique in the first place. And I'm 100% guilty of this in times of my life where as you progress that ladder and you become more successful, you feel like you need to be tighter and you need to be more on it and, and, and more professional and you lose your spontaneity and everything becomes very serious. It's the story of Peter Pan. The film Hook is a great version of what happens to us as we get older and we age and we lose our wanderlust and we lose our imagination. We lose what makes us unique because Peter Pan basically became an insurance salesman and just lost his imagination. That's a a great story. If you have lost your imagination, watch Hook because it will recapture that wanderlust of what it's like to be a kid. So what happens is We become more serious with age because we know more and the more you learn, it's difficult to unlearn. The realities of life set in and now all of a sudden before thinking, right, I'm, for example, I'm going to go and work in America. You have this, yeah, boom, I'm going to go and do that. You have something that says, okay, well, you need to get a visa. You need to do this. You need to do this. You need to do this and you need to do this and blah, 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 blah. That sensible, serious, boring, monotone, 
voice kicks in and it sucks the life out of all of us. That age old, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. And it's just, to be honest with you, painful to listen to. So how do we break free of that? Because I don't know about you guys, but I've certainly had enough of that miserable monotone voice distracting me from actually having that wanderlust and that vivacity to life. The way in which I've always done it, and it's always been cyclical for me, this isn't a a final way, but the way that in which I've done it is I've always read books of people that have had imaginations. I've always read autobiographies of people that have done tremendously well in their life. And one of the things that you see or that you notice with these people is that they don't lose their imagination. They don't lose their wanderlust and they, they maintain their purity in life. There's a book called The Idiot by Fyodor Dostoevsky is about someone that comes into the world innocent and becomes corrupt by a corrupted society. And that's typically spot on for what happens to us in a Western society. We we do become corrupt and we become worn down by life. And that was a, another really fascinating insight into seeing ways in which we get corrupted by life and ways in which we are taken away from who we should become and just ways that just take away our soul is probably the simplest way I can do it. And we get bogged down and we get worn down by life. Yet within all of us, within every one of us, there is this child and there's this excitement within us. And if you can think back to your childhood and remember what it is that you used to like, that's often a key. When you were a kid, what did you used to like? And I'll tell you why this is an important question, because when we were children, when we were kids, we hadn't established secure coping mechanisms. And what I mean by that in a positive light is that we didn't learn that voice that says you can't do that and you shouldn't be doing it. So when we were children, we have these untainted emotions towards certain things. And these certain things make us feel good. It can be, for example, magic. If you like magic when you're a kid and it was something that you really, really enjoyed and it still makes you feel good, perhaps that's a, an insight into, into a way which you can further your life and develop it because you want to access that emotion more because that emotion's intoxicating and that feeling and that sentiment that you feel because it's untempered from your childhood, will make you feel great. Perhaps you used to read short stories, kids' books, Aesop's fables, which I've got in front of me because I used to love that when I was a kid. Whenever I read them, I get back in touch with that childlike version of myself and I realise that life should not be serious, that life should be fun and that the scales are against us. Everyone we meet in our day-to-day lives typically wants to keep you there. They don't want you to have that excitement and that wanderlust. You go out, you start talking to people about your dreams and your aspirations and they say to you, well, how are you going to do that? Well, don't you have enough money to do that? That's not going to happen. You can't do that. Here's the point. It doesn't matter whether 
you achieve your goal. What matters is that you have a dream. You have something that wakes you up in the morning, something that makes you feel alive, something that money can't buy. And you have to protect that dream. You have to hold on to it. You can't allow people to taint that dream for you. Because what you'll find when you start sharing it with people is that people have always got perspectives and opinions and people will ask you questions that influence your dream. They will ask you the questions about, don't you need a visa to do that? How are you going to do that? That's never been done before. And what happens is over time, society crushes your ambitions and your dreams and you become Peter Pan that never went back to Neverland. You become that tainted individual that you always hated when you were a kid. You know, that guy when you were a kid that was really sensible and really boring and really organized and just, you just felt yourself wanting to shake him. He's like, I need to shake this guy. I actually feel like this a lot now when you're speaking to people. Just slightly off topic because I, I find this interesting as well. A few people that I know who lack this wanderlust that I'm speaking about, they, they, they really lack the vivacity for life, that, that, that charm that you just, you can't buy. They, they lack it. And they're always searching for externally. They always think that if they, if they do this next thing, that it will come. And they spent a lot of money joining this private members club and they went there and then they're, they're doing these things at this private members club. And, and I was just thinking to myself, you can go wherever you want, but you're, you're taking yourself there. You're going to be the same person when you're there. You're looking in the wrong place. And often with life, through the cycles of life, without self-awareness, we'll never realize that actually we cause the problems in most of our lives. And typically we will search somewhere else and we'll go somewhere else because we're not meeting the right type of people. And perhaps we need to go somewhere else because the type of people we want to meet aren't here. And you hear this online where people will sell you the idea of you need to work on this. You need to work on that. Pay us this amount of money and we'll show you how to do all of these different, different things. And it will, your life will be more magical and it will be more wonderful. And yeah, ultimately it's not because externally you're going out again to these places and you're the same person. And if you can't make yourself excitable in your day-to-day -day life, how do you expect to be excitable on a night out in a, a random private members area? You can't. You can't. So if you are doing that, stop because it's not going to work. What you need to do what you need to do is to find something that makes you feel alive. Find something that gives you that fire. And then here's what you do. You do it more. You don't do it less. It's like I've fallen into the trap over the years with this podcast of, you know, loving it. And then other things come up and my attention gets taken away and then it becomes a chore. Oh, I haven't recorded one for ages. And then, you know, I've recently got back into these again and it's like I'm, I'm recording some and then I stop and then it's like, hang on, hang on. What else are you doing? If that's what you love, do more of it. If you're going to the gym and you want to go for longer, go longer. If you feel like the king of the world when you're at the gym, then go longer. If you feel like the king of the world when you're public speaking, then do that more. If you feel like the king of the world when you're dancing, do that more. Ultimately, 
we all have within us untempered emotions from our childhood. These are the emotions that will light up your life. These are the emotions that will allow you to feel the electricity in your life. And these are the emotions that will impact not only you, but everyone you come into contact with. And guess what? It doesn't matter where you are. If you are in the quietest city, in the quietest coffee shop, but you are someone with vivacity, someone that has access to these electronic, or sorry, these electric emotions, you will draw people towards you because you cannot not draw people towards you rather than what most people do, which is they chase after it and they go to all these other places. It's not going to work. What will work is to change what you're doing, to access these feelings, these sentiments, bring yourself back to life. Start today. Do something that you used to enjoy as a child. And when you do it, tomorrow, do it for twice as long, then three times as long. And what you'll realize before long is that you should be following that life direction because they're the emotions that you like to feel. Money cannot buy them. And I will end this episode the way I started it and ask you, why so serious?